What's going on, everybody? Eric Jackman here with my twin brother, Mike, my younger brother, my only brother, my favorite brother, my twin brother. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing well. How you doing there, duties? Good, man. Happy New Year. So this is our first podcast of 2023. We uh, kind of took a little break during the holidays, I'd say. Things just got kind of crazy. And, you know, as we said before, we had a, one of our very dear friends pass away um, in September. So that that's, you know, that's something we're going to be dealing with now for, for the rest of our days. But, yeah, I'm just happy to put last year in our rear view, Mike. You know, it's like I'm, I'm putting this whole place in my rear view. I know. I'm, I'm not asking. I'm leaving. I'm not asking permission. You're going to yeah. have to shoot me in the back. Look, I appreciate what you did for me, okay? But I'm not asking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's never going to be you, me, your sister, and Shine. Yeah, get it through your fucking head. His terrible accent in um, the town. And everything he does. <laughs> yeah, he produced, uh, I have to believe he was one of the producers of City on the Hill with uh, Kevin Bacon as uh, Jackie Rua. Oh, is, okay. They canceled it after season three. It's done. Really? We've seen the last of Jackie Rua. Yeah, as the disgruntled well, we, former FBI. <laughs> we're, we're caught up, though, to... Um the season right we need to watch the season he's he's like a he's he's private sector now yeah he left well they they forced him out of the fbi and uh he's working security for a really nasty scumbag type dude and uh yeah hilarity will ensue no doubt i think we watched the first episode of season three i think yeah, that's where we that, are that was yeah that's all that was available. Yeah. streaming has just kind of zapped my brain a little bit like all the stuff that's streaming and i'm just like Ugh. like yeah. i just watch it and just you know well, after a day of work man you, just... <laughs> you forget you know? yeah, we you did forget the, uh, watching <laughs> we did wednesday you know the adams family spinoff and and right. I, at the time that was the mk ultra um psyop that we needed that week yeah the google muck yeah uh jenna ortega she's like google muck my goo goo muck. Yeah, she's the goo goo muck. <laughs> yeah, she's everything to us. She, she's the, everything we needed though at that moment, Mike. Yeah, I mean Jenna Ortega had a huge 2022. She she was in Scream Five. Um, she was in the show You, which the new season of that's coming out on Netflix soon. Um, and then she was, of course, in Wednesday, which has been greenlit for another season. Uh, so I think it's good to have um, some MK Ultra stuff to look at. Some some uh, you know Mockingbird Media. Stuff to, to reaffirm the paradigm and the program that we live in and, and to kind of remind you that it is going to be okay no matter how bad inflation gets, no matter how uh, how close to midnight we are. We're now 90 seconds to midnight. Did you see that? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, what does that even mean, Mike? Does it mean that nukes are – we've never been closer to nukes it means since, we fired, the, since we fired two of the Japanese? Well, we're no longer saying minutes, right? So we were saying two were two minutes from midnight. Now we're 90 seconds, so we're at the minute and a half mark. Okay. Basically, it's a bunch of elites getting together and, uh, you know, putting lube on each other and, uh, you know, issuing warnings, having nice dinners, uh, flatulating on a microphone, much like we're doing. But that, that is definitely kind of alarming when you think about it, man. Like, you know, it's like, uh, and we're 90 seconds from midnight and back to the NFL, you know? Yeah. <laughs> fire Pixie. Good to see you, sweetheart. Yeah. We love you, yeah. Fire. I Uncle say Vicky loves you. Say hi to everyone. I be Denmark. All all the the, the favorites. All of our orange our, uh, covering hand orange video. covering eyes. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse we, me. We love you, IB. Does IB stand for irritable bull? <laughs> yeah. Fire pixie with the fire. And Nitro then, uh, short bus. bus. Yeah, haven't heard from the jack in a while. Yeah. Well, We're... I'll tell you guys. We had a really big year last year. We we actually doubled our all time 
downloads, at least on Podbean. On uh, So we're on Spotify, obviously YouTube, Podbean. I think we're still on iTunes and maybe another place or two. But um, as far as our Podbean downloads go, we started the year at a certain amount. And then by the end of last year, we had double that amount, which was up to that point our all-time. So I was very happy with that organically too. Yeah, let me uh, see if I can share my screen and I can show everyone what we're talking about here. And I think this is just the pod bean, right? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, we had a pretty big year. We had on a lot of a lot of dream guests and worked really hard to put out great consistent content. And we couldn't do it without the support from our viewers and listeners. So this is a... Uh, a great time to plug the Patreon, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Now tell me what yeah. you can see, Mike. So I can see that, the Jackman Radio. Okay. So you were saying, so at this point last year, we were at 20,000 all-time downloads here. Roughly, yeah. And now we're about to hit 40,000. So and this is just Podbean. This is just on Podbean. Yeah, we're on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, and iTunes. Those are the podcatchers that we're on. Um, and then obviously, you know, we take the audio from these YouTube streams that we do. And that's what we load up to, you know, people who prefer to listen to us in the car or they're doing some traveling. Um, and also we're at 140 episodes. So we hit episode 100 last year, right, Mike, with Scott Horton? Yeah, that was a bit into the year though. So we did, we did a lot of, we did just about an episode a week. It averaged out to, I looked at yeah, it I mean, look, look and at some, you know, we had a big November. We did three specific episodes on the JFK assassination, which I'm really proud of. So we have, we haven't done an episode since I think late November or December, but hopefully November during that 30. time, you, you guys have gone back and listened to some of the ones that we produced uh, later last year, because I'm, I'm very proud of those and happy that we could do those. And uh, of course this year is the 60th anniversary. So 2023 November will be 60 years. So all this year, I think you're going to see a lot of Mockingbird Media do a lot with narrative control and a lot of limited hangout stuff going on. Uh, but also, you're going to see a lot more attention and coverage to the JFK assassination. So that's the good news. So we're definitely going to be doing some more JFK episodes. Um, I want to do them before November. I'm, I'm talking to a couple of really uh, specialized, excellent researchers in that field that we hope to have on soon. So we're always trying to get you know guests on that we're interested in and we love getting uh, recommendations from our listeners, so keep those coming. And yeah. what's this, Derek? So this is our Patreon. So I just want to push this a little bit right now because, uh, again, I think this time last year we had under 20 patrons. And um, we've had success with Patreon. We're up to 29 right now. And, you know, this is just $5 or $10 a month. And if you become a patron, um, you'll get input on people that we interview on questions that we ask our guests, that sort of stuff. And the money that we get from Patreon, we use to buy equipment, to fund travel, to go interview people, um, to hire our buddy uh, Poopsie, who's a professional videographer, who if you go back in our YouTube channel <clears throat> and you look at some of our old videos from the Politics and Pint series, where we filmed at a brew Post and Beam Brewing um, in Peterborough, New Hampshire, where we live, this place right here, um, we hired him to come film that and edit it and do the production on that. And that's why the, the production value of that is so high and high quality and really stand out. Can you so, play that clip actually, that Jackman radio clip? Yeah. <clears throat> so I think you got to mute and then, yeah, this is, this is the type of 
So what do Quality. I have to do? I'm going to mute myself. Yeah. Okay, I can't we can't hear it, but no. Maybe I don't know, unmute yourself or is your volume issue or I'll try it again. Hold on. Can't hear it. Can't hear it? No. But that just gives you a uh, a glimpse. I mean if you look at the the you know yeah, the quality. Yeah. No. <laughs> Some stuff is me as Trump there. St. <clears throat> Patrick's Day roast. <laughs> you know, skits. We, you know, we filmed some skits. That's with Poopsie right there. That was a fun skit. That's us at the brewery. Our buddy's studio. Interviewing Andy Card. Jesse Ventura. That's a great interview. That's available on our YouTube. Yep. And that's just us talking about... Why we set up a Patreon. Our first interview with Jill Stein, bass plant lady. She was awesome. Yeah, back in 2016, she we hung out at her house for a couple hours and sat down with her, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll have to figure out how to do this with sound, but that's, that's the gist of it. So really, I'm just uh, imploring people, if you <clears throat> like what we do and you support Jackman Radio, uh, patreon.com slash Radio. And become a patron. Sign up for five bucks or ten bucks, or if you're a very wealthy person, a hundred dollars a month. Whatever you can do. And you know, this is something I do want to eventually do full time. So um, that's kind of kind of where I'm at with that. So we're able able to see that, Mike. All yeah, that, I can see oh, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe next time, try and full screen the page so okay. it will come in bigger. But yeah, that was good. Yeah, we're not the most technologically advanced fellows, but we have we have a basic understanding. Conas, yeah. <clears throat> Conasi, thank you for the five dollar tip. Your Lindsey Graham needs more of a lisp, and can I get a Kanye impression? Well, Conas, um, thank you, and uh, I'll I'll continue to work on my Lindsey if you continue to do other stuff for me, and that includes voting to send more money to Ukraine, because they just need a little bit more from Auntie Lindsay and a little bit from you. I don't just want your tax dollars. I want your blood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Haven't done Lindsay in a little bit, but, you know, he's never far. Actually, no. this Saturday, Auntie Lindsay is part of a welcoming committee down in South Carolina. The king will be doing his first bit of campaigning for uh, 2024. And actually, everybody knows he announced in November, I think, this is our first podcast we've done since the King announced his third tilt. So he's running. He's the only one who's officially in the race. And Auntie Lindsay is bottoming up down in South Carolina for him. So that'll be good. They're having something down there. And this Saturday, the King will be in Salem, New Hampshire. What's going to happen uh, there, Mr. Trump? I'm coming to New Hampshire where I have a lot of support. I have a lot of friends. People love me there. I'm doing very well in the polls. A lot better than that loser, Mike Pence, that fence-sitting traitor, quite frankly, that weak-kneed loser. He looks like a can of mayo inside of vitamin D milk. Um, the king is he's coming, Mike, to – I think he's speaking at Salem High School. It's a private event. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be a lot of the, the MAGA faithful – 
Um, you know, maybe maybe he'll gather some uh, people from his team for the New Hampshire team. So, Stepanak. <sighs> yeah, probably Fred. Fred Bissette, maybe probably back in Carol- the fray. Caroline Levitt. You know, all all the MAGA faithful will be there. Uh, but he'll he'll be coming back through though, Mike, for rallies and stuff. He'll be he'll be firing that. Yeah, up. Yeah, we're not going to be out there this Saturday for the circus, um, but we will. Uh, We'll keep an eye on his next visit and, because this one's not a public one. Yeah. And Conass <laughs> says, you, you want a Kanye impression? Stop putting evil in front of Nazi. Don't call him evil no more. Look, I love Jewish people, but I also love Hitler a lot. Kanye, where have you been? I've been hiding. I've been hiding from the New World Order. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even I've been, he's been, been hiding in an attic. Yeah. Yeah. I've been having an attic. Uh, boy, what, boy, yeah, we talked about Kanye. And the last time we did a podcast, this is before Kanye went on InfoWars. This is before he was talking about how he loved Hitler. And this is before the really big meltdown. I think he had just had dinner with uh, Fuentes and Trump at Mar-a-Lago. So a yeah. lot has happened since then. Uh, he got married, too, apparently. Apparently, he uh, married a uh, one of his employees. That's incredible. <laughs> I do. A lot. Yeah. I miss you too, Fire Pixie. Don't call him evil, Alex. HP, Mike. Uh, there's Poopsie. Hartford Whalers. There's our Poops. Hey, Poopsie. One of the most talented filmographers and uh, wedding videographers. Yeah. IB. We're back. IB Denmark. We're back. Yes. And yes. Big news, too. Ryan is back on Twitter for now, um, and he's flourishing. Let me... Uh... Sure Were you saying when he came back, he had like fifteen or twenty thousand followers? Now he's got like thirty-three or thirty-four thousand in the course of a week or two. Well, uh, Something like that. We'll go take a look. Twitter's basically—I'm not on Twitter. Uh, Eric is, uh, but you were saying Twitter's been a lot more base lately, hasn't it? It has. Let's see. It's like a technocratic billionaire to buy the platform to get it to be more base, but they're not, they haven't let Emmerich back on. Yeah. Are you seeing Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go to Dawson's page. So he's, uh, yeah. So he's only he's been back on maybe just over a week, and he's got thirty-two and a half thousand followers. Wow. So he's the base uh, is back. He's bringing the base, yeah. So that's good. We'll see how long they keep him on there. You know, they they let him stay on for. <laughs> Didn't you have a clip of uh, Mike Pence you wanted to show? So yeah, we were talking about Mike Pence being a total loser. So I'm gonna we got to have audio for this. Yeah. So how do I? Because you've done it before, where you've shared with audio. Yeah, I think you go to a shared screen. No, uh, go back. Go to uh, setting. Yeah, share screen. That you're already there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now try and uh, click click on it and see if it, the audio comes up. And there should be a way for you to share that as its own page, so you're not seeing your, all your other taskbars. Hmm. Maybe try and full screen it and then hit, uh, yeah, play. <clears throat> Auntie Lindsay's learning how to do things, Conass. Okay, we're learning how to finesse the technology. Pretty soon we're going to have singularity. We're going to have boots on the ground. We're going to have AI singularity. We're going to have all kinds of stuff going on. We're going to vote for it. How does that look now? Yeah, try and full screen the clip. 
There you go. Okay. All right. Tell me if you can hear it. Nope, I can't hear it. Fuck. Um, yeah, you were able to do this before. Were you able to share? Yeah, because I, I had the stream yard. I was the one doing the stream yard. So I don't know if you have something on mute or I'm not sure what your setup is. Oh, hold on. It's got to be something pretty simple. Yeah, I think it is. Nope. Maybe try muting me and uh, muting. What yeah. about your what about your master volume on your everything's up? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe somebody can give us Man. an insight in the chat. Yeah, if anyone in the chat knows how to um how to do that, because it'd be great to be able to play these clips for everybody. So basically what, what was Mike Pence saying though? What was the So uh, he got asked here by CNN, he's like, Did you take any classified uh, documents with you from the White House? I did not. Did you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents from the White House? There would be no reason. And then he, wrong. Wrong. And then he just got popped um, for having classified documents. <laughs> yeah, him and Brandon and Trump, huh? Yeah. Yeah, they all um, did. I think it was either Snowden or, or uh, Manning put up a tweet saying, you know, next time, you know, uh, one of your NSA or CIA um, – you know, supervisors tells you you can't take any documents. Just say, hey, you know, I'm keeping it in a Corvette or a box in my garage, so it's it's fine. I'll bring it back. You know, and you won't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable, man. I know it, it, it's like you know, it just goes to show you if like a, you're a regular person or a regular, uh, you know, uh, employee of the government did a fraction of that, they'd, they'd have they'd have a friggin' they'd have the whole cavalry coming for them right away. Right. You know, you'd be you'd be lawyering up right quick. Yeah, well, you know, certainly it wouldn't be a Julian Assange situation where the intelligence uh, community and other private entities are trying to have you killed, you know, for sharing classified information or sensitive documents. You know. Yeah, but nothing Assange ever published through um, what's uh, Greenwald well, or or the Guardian. Nothing was shown to be detrimental or give up any. They were really careful with what they vet with with what Greenwald yeah. vetted. I mean, there's still stuff that he has from Assange that he hasn't um, right. released. Or was did he get stuff from Snowden? I'm pretty sure it was from. Maybe it was Snowden, but well, the point I mean, is Assange put it all through WikiLeaks. Yeah, the point is nothing that they published led to any troop deaths or any of that nonsense. That's all a canard. When you hear people say that, like, right. oh, Assange and Snowden should be executed. Or, you know, Snowden's a traitor. It's like, well, what about the crimes he exposed? He was the messenger. What about the actual war crimes? So that's why next month uh, you'll be going down to uh, Washington, D.C. And what's going on down there? 
Yeah, I'm taking part in a big, uh, that, that's what we wanted to talk about tonight uh, with Angela and Nick, but unfortunately it doesn't look like either of them are going to be joining us tonight. Uh, Angela told me she was having trouble getting someone to watch the kids or her kid. So we'll have to do another stream with her. And I had Nick scheduled tentatively. He was invited uh, by Angela and myself, but um, I never really got confirmation from him. But um, I'm going to be going down to Washington, D.C. Um, the weekend of March uh, 17th through the 19th. And February big... 17th through the 19th. I'm sorry. Yeah, February. Yeah, yeah let me, I'll pull up the uh, website. I think the rally is actually on Sunday, February 19th. Um, starting at uh, the Lincoln Memorial, or it is starting at Lincoln. Yep. Here, tell me what you see here. Yeah, I see the Rage Against War website. Okay, so it's RageAgainstWar.com, and this is a really, I'm really excited about this because it's, uh, you know, it's a coalition of people on the right, on the left. You know, it's a coming together of. People who, you know, there's a lot of stuff we're not going to agree on. No one agrees with anyone 100% on anything. But this is something where we're putting aside issues and coming together to oppose the war machine and speak out against imperialism and occupation and what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. And this is, this is the people who are throwing down the gauntlet and organizing it. So the Libertarian Party, the People's Party, the Mises Caucus, Peace in Ukraine, Liberty Speaks, Radical Caucus, Action for Assange, Punk Rock Libertarians, World Beyond War, Center for Political Innovation, American Student Union, and Libertarian Party of Virginia. So that's a cool coalition of people, and it's interesting to see. This is why I wanted to have uh, Nick and Angela on tonight to speak to the fact that we need um, to come together and really get an anti-war uh, movement, you know, yeah, from all all uh, corners. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it's like just the war party now. The Democrats and the Republicans are just the war party. You know, yeah. it's just it's the blob. Right. You know, most mostly. Yeah, it is. It's uniparty, man. It's the war machine. So uh, let me show you the speaker list. Is is epic. It's a stacked lineup. Yeah, it is a stacked lineup. So Jimmy Dore, who we met. Uh, during Tulsi's campaign, he came up to New Hampshire, and I had uh, I had dinner with Jimmy and met him and played bingo with him and hung out with him. He's a he's a cool guy. And then Medea Benjamin from Code Pink, she she always brings the bass. Oh, Medea was just up on stage chastising some member of Congress who was uh, still in power and was also part of the Iraq War narrative. And she's like, I I don't know why anyone would trust you because you were beating the uh, drums for the Iraq War. So. Here right. you are, you know, sending billions in arms. Now we got tanks going to the Ukraine, so further inflaming the situation. Yep, and then based Lord Horton, Scott Horton, we've had him on the show. Um, he he's elite, Mike. When it when it comes to just anti-war and Dude, foreign, foreign policy, like he's they, you know how they've been sending uh, bombs to Ukraine. We've been sending Dr Pepper to Texas to oh. fuel and fund him. Ah, oh, it's so good. Nobody does it like Scott Horton. Yeah, we love you, Scott, and we'll have you on again soon. And then Dan McAdams, my my buddy. I've gotten to know Dan the last couple of years. Uh, we had him on Jackman Radio, and we had him on the Four Horsemen. Great guy. And then, of course, Reed and Ryan and I have met him in person, and 
We went to two different Ron Paul events last year that the Ron Paul Institute put on, which were just awesome. They were energizing. It was great to be with a bunch of like-minded people. And then I've never met Max Blumenthal. I'm really looking forward to seeing him speak and hopefully I can meet him and, and say hi to him. And then uh, we saw Scott Ritter. He spoke at a Ron Paul event in Houston, which was pretty cool. And he's actually back on Twitter. They just let him back on Twitter. And then Tara Reed, she is now producing Kim Iverson's show. Oh, cool. Awesome. We're big Kim Iverson fans. Uh, and then there's Kim. She'll be speaking. And Jackson Hinkle, MAGA communism. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Ho, he's awesome. And then another friend of the podcast, Pasta Jardula. All right, Pasta. Our man, Pasta. So, we, Wow. I'm psyched to see him on the bill there, man, whether he's going to be emceeing or just give a give a speech. But, um, you know, Pasta's another guy I met on Tulsi's campaign. He came out to New Hampshire with the, the Convo Couch people. With Fiorella and Nico. And Fee, yeah, they came out here and we met him. And then we've just stayed in touch with Pasta. So he's a, he's a great anti-war voice for sure. So that's pretty exciting. So actually, I might be able to do audio now, Mike. Let me, let me test this. Okay. And thank you, everybody, for your patience uh, with this. Well, well, we do a little troubleshooting, you know. Right. Do you want to you want to cue this, Mike? Yeah. Is this what is this? Can you see it? No, I, I can just see the rage against the war. Oh, okay. I don't see. Uh, let's see. But yeah, Pasta's been killing it, man. He's do he does um he hosts some really great chats with, uh, you know, Clint from Liberty Lockdown, uh, Jimmy Dore. Uh, Dave Smith, um, you know, has had some really great panels. And that's, you know, like Eric was saying earlier, I really think that's what we need in this country. We need to forget about, you know, red team and blue team and left versus right. Uh, because we, as we do get closer to midnight, none of that matters is really going to matter in the end. Right. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's a little fun, man. Our boy, primetime 99, Alex Stein in front of Buckingham Palace in England, doing it the way he knows how. Let's see. What do you got? All right, and just tell me if you can hear it or not, because I, I, th I think we... Yeah, I can hear it. Hey, guys, do y'all think it's weird that Prince Andrew's a pedophile? You see, they, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't like, they don't like that Prince Andrew's a pedophile here. They protected Jeffrey Epstein's best friend hanging out right there. Those guys protecting Jeffrey Epstein's best friend. Great British people. They love the royal pedophiles. <laughs> there you go, guys. <laughs> Primetime 99, Alex Stein, whose new show is premiering February 7th on Blaze TV and YouTube. Man, he's just been he's yeah. been killing it, man. He, he's over in England. Uh, I, know, I knew he was going to England, but I was <laughs> I didn't even think about Buckingham Palace. But, you know, in light of uh, uh, Frozen Twiggenberries there, what's his name? Uh, Prince uh, Prince yeah. Harry. Oh, over the book, yeah, yeah. In light, of, in light of that, man, it's in the news. You know, it's my book, uh, uh, spare like a spare tire or something. Apparently, that refers to King Charles when he was born, the second son. He referred to him as a spare. He's like, oh, now I have a spare son. Oh, so, I mean, not of all those disgusting people, the only one that had any decency was Diana, and they, you know, yeah, they, they offed her. Right. So, okay, <laughs> prime time, so, great job, man. We got to have prime time back on too, man. To uh, do a little culture jamming, have a little fun. Yeah. So, you know, I'll just, 
I'll just uh, finish up about the Rage Against the War. Um, so yeah, it's RageAgainstWar.com. And you can see, can you see pasta there, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So RageAgainstWar.com, guys. Um, if you can't be there, go onto this website and support the movement and support what's what the effort is because this is really, really important. And, and I haven't been this excited about something, you know, in the anti-war sphere for a long time. So this is uh, this is very important. And it, it, these are these are great, powerful voices that are coming together um, to speak out against imperialism and the war machine. And we want to de-escalate what's happening over there in Russia and Ukraine right now. So this yeah, is we, uh, we don't want to further poke, poke the bear and and it, you know make things worse. It doesn't no. it doesn't help humanity. That's for sure. No. So and we de we denounce what Russia's doing. Of, co of course we do. I mean that goes without say what Putin's doing. But um, we also have to denounce what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan and the wars that we've been involved in for the last hundred years. If we really want to have be truthful about this and have some kind of reconciliation in our country and in the whole world, we have to be consistent about it. So yeah. Yeah, no. So I'm I'm really excited. Uh, Reed Coverdale, my Four Horsemen co-host, uh, naturalist, capitalist host, and um, New Hampshire libertarian boss. You know, just just overlord and boss. Um, He's been keeping the power on for us in New Hampshire, man. Yeah. The last uh, month, I got to give Reed a big shout out, man. He's working the lines and the energy poles, and we've had tens of thousands of people without power. Maybe over a hundred thousand in the last few weeks with the storms and stuff we've gotten. So Reed's been busy doing that. So I, I know he's kind of, he's had to skip a couple of shows because um, he's working like a dog, but he's going to be coming to DC as well. So uh, Reed and I will be down there and there's a lot of awesome people, people I haven't met in real life yet that I'm really looking forward to meeting. And um, yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to bring you updates from there and get some videos and some pictures and, and some good stuff. And when it's all said and done, you know, I'll be able to be able to say that, that, uh, I tried, we tried, you know, we, we can't, we can't give up on this effort. And, and if we can just get more people to pay attention and, and kind of ask what we're doing and what's going on, um, that'll be good. So we're not, we're not going to give up on that. No, it's still important. It still matters. Yeah. All right. So I think I can show this Mike Pence, um, <laughs> clip because we didn't get it with sound it's comical well. yeah yeah okay mother mother all right let me unmute it and i'll play the clip so this is where pence was asked uh if he had classified classified dude he's he's such a robot man he gives me the creeps yeah when he comes to new hampshire dude you got to show up dressed as the king dude and just just fart on him that will be the ultimate troll if we can do that and uh get pictures and video of that because that'll that'll be fun that'll make the whole thing worth it all right, so here's uh, here I am, President Trump. I'm queuing up this loser, this low energy slime ball. Quite frankly, disloyal, dishonest slime ball. Didn't do what it needed to be done on January sixth. Quite frankly, he's a traitor. They want to talk about sedition and treason. You're looking at it right here, okay? So, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be on the debate stage this summer with Trump. We'll talk, we'll talk about that after. Play the clip. Okay, I'll play the clip. you take any classified documents with you from the White House? Uh, I, I did not. Um, do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. 
uh, well, there were classified documents and they were in, as you report, an unprotected area. Right. Uh, you take. What a fucking loser, man. <laughs> I was hoping maybe Trump had some of the JFK files that Pompeo uh, didn't want him to release. You know, I stuffed him down my pants like Sandy Berger. Who, who's the guy that did that years ago? Is that Sandy Berger? You, Sandy you know what I'm talking about, Eric. Yeah, yeah. What's the secure room called? The skiff? A skiff. Yeah. You know, Rand was down, I was down on the skiff the 28 pages, and basically it's just Saudi Arabia doing their thing. You know, that's kind of what he told me when he was running, and I asked <laughs> him. Use but, some more. Say it, Mike. You know, uh, you know uh, I said to Prince Bandar, I said, do you support the hijackers, either emotionally, materially, or spiritually? And he lied to me. What he if said he didn't. What if some of the hijackers from Saudi Arabia wanted puberty blockers because they wanted to transition before the attacks? Well, Muhammad Atta was seen in Tehran sometime later under the alias Mary Atta. So I think that should be investigated. And now that we have the gavel and we have the power, I think you're going to see a whole lot of things going on, Eric, exactly like that. <laughs> dude, oh. dude is, Prince, is he really going to run? I know. Is, is that guy serious, Mike? I mean, he probably might have some good dirt on Trump, obviously. Yeah, and, well, and the king, of course, has dirt on him because he needed Omerta to get him to become vice president. Like Pence had to give up a lot. Um, he's he's got president. he's got photos and footage of Pence in a, a leather dungeon with Karl Rove on all fours. He <laughs> said, "Karl, drop to your knees." And Karl was like, "You don't have to ask me twice. You know, don't have to ask Turb Blossom twice." <laughs> he's probably got Pence in one of those outfits that Rosie O'Donnell wore in Exit to Eden. You know that like uh, leather. Oh. You know, and, and the guy's like, how may I fulfill your fantasy? And Rosie's like, go paint my house. Oh. He, he he made Mike Pence dress up like that. And uh, Kellyanne Conway walked him around the Oval Office on a leash. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm going to be releasing that at midnight should he decide to run. The moment that he files with the Federal Election Committee, you're going to see, you are going to see a cue drop in a dead man switch like you've never seen. <laughs> The dead man switch is Mike on a leash being led around the Oval Office by Rosie O'Donnell uh, and Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Kelly and Conway on the little leash. Okay, and, and, and Lindsey Graham, right? Lindsey, you were there, right? <clears throat> oh, was I there? Oh boy, I was behind a one-way mirror with some camera equipment from my friend Craig Spence up from Lobby's Row. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's dark, man. You know, it's uh, oh. boy, the new the new season, the Game of Thrones, is coming back strong, oh, dude. God, it's so good, I mean, man. Does you know these people in the GOP? Do they forget 2016, dude? Little Marco, Lion Ted, Low Energy Jeb, like, I know. dude, come on, the names he's gonna. We're gonna have Pumpin' Pompeo, and we're gonna have Nasty Nikki, and we're gonna have Pussy Pence. I mean, dude, it's, oh. the names he's gonna come up with, dude, for his opponents, and oh, he's only thing. really best dude back against the wall. Like he's yeah. best in gladiator mode when he draws from the hip, dude. Yeah. And that's where you're gonna see him come alive because he has been kind of deflated in, in the last couple years. He's yeah, been, he's been he's you know it's like it's like when Nancy beats Freddie in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. She ignores him. She doesn't give him any more power, or any more attention, and that's how you stop Trump. I've said that all along, and, and there's political commentators who who have kind of said don't give him any attention and energy, and then he won't uh, he won't be powerful. But there right. you go. 
Yeah, I'm living for it. I'm living for the debates. I'm living for how nasty Trump's going to be. The new the new bash of nicknames. We got Ron De, Ron De Sanctimonious, dude. He took a, a shot across to Sanctimonious as bow dude when he dropped that nickname, and he said, "I know a lot of I know many things, some very embarrassing things about Ron De Sanctimonious. I might even know just as much, if not more, than his wife. Quite frankly." <laughs> If not more, <laughs> I have footage of him being vaccinated and boosted. <laughs> I, I would be dead man switching that should he file. I have, <laughs> I have, I have wedding footage of DeSantis getting married at Disneyland with Congresswoman They Be George Santos in drag officiating the wedding. Okay. We got Santos officiating the wedding in drag like you wouldn't believe. Santos looked really good, dude, down in Mexico there. The the pageant. Yeah. Or, I guess he was only a part-time uh, drag queen, not full-time. But, man, dude, don't quit. Do quit your day job and go back to doing that. That's what I'm saying. You know? So yeah. what do we got here? It looks like you've got our old friend, Glenn. Yeah. Got her teed up. Dude, did you this have you seen this people. yet? This is crazy. I haven't. She's doing podcasts now, or what's going she's, on? She's giving fucking interviews from prison, dude, which is insane. Like, I didn't think we'd ever hear from her. I mean, she's really... She's pulling some levers, man, because there's people on the outside who have all the stuff she had. So for our listening audience who can't see this, uh, tee up what we're about to see. So this is a recent clip of Elaine saying from behind bars that Jeffrey was murdered, Epstein was murdered, I mean, anybody believes, Mike, that he killed himself, I, I just, I don't even know what to say to you, because it's, it's, it's beyond that they would sell that to us, that he killed himself, Mike. Right, no. <laughs> so Ghislaine was asked about it, and here, here's a clip of her talking about her old friend, who she didn't know that well, she kind of knew him, but she didn't know him that well. This is Ghislaine Maxwell talking about Jeffrey Epstein, who I never met, by the way, even though there's a hundred pictures of us together. No, he didn't. I don't believe he did. I believe that he was uh, murdered. Well, shocked. No one wondered how it had happened. Because um, as far as I was concerned, he was going to, I was sure he was going to appeal. And I was sure that he was covered under the non-prosecution agreement. Yeah. Um, I, but I wasn't in the indictment. So I wasn't mentioned. I, wa I wasn't even one of the co Wow, the narcissism is still... Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, it was in the non-prosecution. So she's referring to the 2007-2008 sweetheart deal, um, which was really uh, streamlined by Acosta, who later served in Trump's administration. And when, uh, as what, the labor secretary? Mm-hmm. He was, he was down in Florida at the time, and he said, you know, during his interview and his vetting when he was being hired by the Trump administration about, you know, why, why did you guys give Epstein such a great deal? He said, oh, I was told to lay off him. He was intelligence. It was above my, uh, it was above me. So, but yeah, supposedly during that, Glenn was given, um, uh, you know, immunity, as were others that were involved. That just shows you the arrogance of these people, man. They really think that they're untouchable, you know? And here she is in prison, <clears throat> almost 60 years old. She probably has 
another 18 or 19 years on her sentence and she might she might survive it and get out dude that's the crazy thing i mean these she, people live forever of course yeah she could get out around 80 years old and live another 10 years into her 90s and then get a, a, a netflix special and go on broadway and go on tour i mean the fact that she's still alive just tells you man that there's <clears throat> some of the right people are under control you know yeah, and it's interesting that they transferred her. I think she was originally going to be in a federal prison in Connecticut, and they transferred her to Florida, which, by all accounts, is a nicer, uh, more posh uh, birdcage. Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart certified. Yeah, yeah, she's doing uh, um, etiquette classes, I guess, and she's uh, you know she's doing um, talking about women's empowerment. You know, that's what Glenn's doing down there, dude. It's just. <laughs> That's fucking twisted, man. That's really, yeah. you couldn't even make that up. The impressions get me every single time. Well, thank you, Mr. Brownstone. We appreciate your support. Consider becoming a patron, patreon.com slash Jackman Radio. Great to see you happy. It's good to be happy. It's I like podcasting with my brother. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, IB. Matt Hunter asks, why are liberal women so ugly? You know, Mike, just ugly. Are you saying Glenn's liberal? Yeah, I don't know what her, her politics are. are uh, Mossad, those are her politics. <clears throat> uh, he became a name on Clinton's kill list. Could be. Trump is still triggering these people. Oh, dude, Trump's living rent-free in <laughs> minds of many. In the press, I think they're very eager to cover him again because, man, they made a lot of money off his head. They made so much money and... You know, he needs them and, and they need him. So you're going to see that symbiotic relationship, I think, ramp up late yeah. spring, early summer and go into full gladiator mode. And, um, you know, as much as they, they hate to admit it, you know, they miss him. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Here's the clip, Mike, of Santos, George Santos in drag. I don't know. Oh, it's a clip. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. All right. Check it out. Dude, let's do it. <clears throat> Oh, that's definitely him. Yeah, wait, Bob. It's pretty. <laughs> and you, know, you know the thing, the thing that's so great about that, dude. The Republicans aren't going to expel him because they need his vote, dude. They, oh, they don't care how corrupt, how much he lies and pads his resume and pads his bra. They need him and they need his vote, and they will not forsake or get rid of him. <laughs> He's perfect for Congress. What's everyone I talking know. about? The dude, the dude's perfect for Congress. Come on, <laughs> how can you even be mad about it, dude? It's it's a American success story. You know, you have. Uh, Grandparents who, who, were, uh, who were in the Holocaust, but they were in Brazil at the same time. And they were in the towers. His mother was in the towers, but she was in Brazil at the same time. He's he's uh, he's Jewish. He's gay-ish. He, I mean, he, he went to Harvard. He worked for uh, he worked for some Wall Street. He worked, I mean, he worked for Tower Financial and Enron. <laughs> dude, none of the schools. Dude, literally everything he said is a lie. Has he caught the drag stuff? Has he copped to it? <coughs> I don't know if he's copped to it. Dude, he should own it. He'd go up in the polls. He'd, he'd get more uh, votes from the Democratic Party for sure. Well, oh. he won in New York, right? He's from New York. New York, yeah. 
So whenever he speaks to Democratic crowds, he he you know plays this this aspect of it up, and when he speaks to Republican crowds, he plays up the uh, puts on the tweed sweater and the glasses and says right. I'm conservative. Oh, dude, oh, so good, man. He's like he's like the talented Mr. Ripley of, of uh, Congress. <laughs> dude, <laughs> he's, like a bird... <laughs> he's like what? It's like the birdcage. <laughs> Like, it's like when they sneak Gene Hackman out at the end of Birdcage. <laughs> Look how happy he looks. He's very, very at home. Yeah, let me, let me, let me pull that clip up. Oh. Dude, that's incredible. Uh, oh. What were going to ask you? I hear um, something about his old roommate or an old friend who he was doing a fundraiser for his injured dog, and Santos did a uh, a fundraiser to. Help the dog out. Let me guess. He took the money and didn't help the dog. Yeah. Oh, that's low. Even coming from Rosie. Even coming from Rosie. Even coming from Santos. You know, that's they, low. They, the Republicans all got to pretend that they hate him and they don't like him, dude. They they love him. They're in the they're they're in the uh, Senate bath. Lindsay's. I do that drag thing for me, Santos. Is I do that for me. Let me see that. Oh. Can I? Where do you get your rouge? Oh. Is that what kind of lipstick is that? Is that smoky eye you got there too? Oh, so Lindsey Graham and Santos are in this scene. Okay, <clears throat> from the bird cage. <laughs> this is, this is when <laughs> you said you said George. I can't. I can't stop laughing and coughing, dude. It's so good. You said George Santos was in the bird cage with Gene Hackman. So this, is, this is the scene at the end where they to get Gene Hackman out because he's a senator. Oh right. Okay. <clears throat> they want to get him out, so they got to put him in drag, in George Sant with George Santos and Lindsey Graham. Oh no! Idiots! It's like Marilyn Monroe <laughs> or Babushka lady a little bit. Oh. There's Santos. Santos is in front, leading the charge. We probably don't want to play too much of this, dude. We don't want to get copyrighted, but... Oh, yeah. Okay. Or, you yeah. Know, you know. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of, dude. <sighs> I, I think next time Santos goes to vote, dude, he should show up on the floor dressed like that. <laughs> Mar Marjorie Trilla Green there, you know? Oh, putting his on, back. Yeah, putting the lipstick on on him. With Matt Gates, <sighs> he looks like the villain from The Mask. When he put, when the <sighs> bad guy from The Mask puts it on, he's like green, and he looks like Matt Gates. Oh, dude, it's, it's 2023 is already so amazing, man. We're only 25 days into this thing. Dude, I thought 2020 was the most crazy year. <laughs> that was that's three years ago. It's like, hello, 2020 call. They want their yeah, they want their shit back. <laughs> Here we are. Wow. Santos is going to provide so much, uh, you know, so much information, you know, All right, let me get so to much that. Uh, so much entertainment. You know? So here's, uh, I didn't get to play this at the beginning because uh, I didn't have the thing figured out. Um, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but this is the um, the Pfizer chairman who got accosted at, at Davos. Albert Borla? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, let me see. I want to watch the birdcage now, dude. This was uh, Ezra Levant confronting him? Yeah, Rebel News. Let's see. Mr. Borla, can I ask you? When did you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission? How long did you know that without saying it publicly? Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I mean, we, we now know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission, but why did you keep it secret? 
you said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%, then 70%. But we now know that the vaccines do not trans stop transmission. Why did you keep that secret? Have a nice day. I won't have a nice day until I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine did not stop transmission? Is it time to apologize to the world, sir, to give refunds back to the countries that poured all their money into your vaccine that doesn't work, your ineffective vaccine? Yeah, you're a little bit around. Are you not ashamed of what you've done in the last couple of years? Do you have any apologies to the public, sir? Are you proud of it? It's like a perfect. You've made millions on the backs of people's entire livelihoods. How does that feel to walk the streets as a millionaire on the backs of the regular person at home in Australia, in England, in Canada? What do you think about on your yacht, sir? What do you think about on your private jet? Are you worried about product liability? Are you worried about myocarditis? What about the sudden deaths? What do you have to say? Man, that, that's probably the closest thing to a perp walk we're going to get, huh? <laughs> yeah, and you know, you, you see a confrontation like this because of the fact that we, we weren't, you know, allowed to have a nuanced dialogue. And now Bill Maher is talking about that. Well, he, Bill Maher has been pretty, pretty good, but you, you see Jon Stewart now saying it's okay to have a nuanced conversation. And no matter what the topic is, there should be a nuanced conversation. Um, and questions, you know, reasonable questions should be asked. And you know, uh, people who were raising that, you know, for whatever issue they had, whether they had their own health issues and they were worried about it and had legitimate questions, you know, they couldn't even be asked. So then you see stuff like this happen. So, yeah. Yeah, that was at Davos, right? Yeah. I guess somebody confronted Klaus Schwab, too. I don't know. I don't know if there's a clip of that, but yeah, well, exactly. Think of the security they got at Davos. Think of the hookers they got at Davos. Think of the private jets. <laughs> And they're trying to legislate and tell the rest of the world how to, what how to, to do live. with their lives. And, yeah, and what to do and how much carbon to emit, you know? It's like, what, you know, it's... Right. There you go. Yeah, what was that? I think the headline... Oh, here, I got a headline here for you. He said, you, you know, you want to, you, Trump's like, you want to look at some furniture? I'll show you some furniture. You know, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I'll show you furniture. She said, you want to look at some furniture? I said, I'll show you furniture. Well, she changed her whole look. She completely, with everything, with the hair and the, the binga bunga, she changed Hillary, her whole everything. Hillary used acid wish. Okay, let's see. Prostitutes gather in Davos for annual meeting of global elite, where demand for sexual services rockets during economic summit. Pretty incredible. This is from the Daily Mail. They report a huge surge in business, Mike, during the annual gatherings of leaders. Escorts are booked into delicate hotels alongside business execs. Sex workers dress in business attire and rub shoulders with the global elite. Hmm. They rub you know, more than that. <clears throat> I think um, Dave Rubin put out a funny tweet. He said, uh, these people just can't take a break from fucking everybody. <laughs> That's pretty good. Can, let me see if I can pull that up. Yeah. Yes for me, but not for thee. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's 2030. You will own nothing. You will eat, you wouldn't eat meat and you will be happy. It's like, well, okay, it's Davos and you will not fly in on your private jet. You will not have a stage to rest, in, uh, you know, and you will be happy. Right. I guess Greta was there. People were asking her about the oh, yeah. arrest where she was like posing with the police officers. Did you see that? Yeah. She just kind of like, she kind of laughs. Yeah. Here, can you see this? Yeah. How dare you? 
I shouldn't be Are her. You a child actor or an expert? How would you describe yourself? Oh, God. <laughs> Boy, Rebel News, they're, they're getting this. We'll end here for Rebel huh? News. I'm Skypees, pop by the crew. How many times did you re rehearse your arrest? Greta. Oh, yeah, that clip. I saw that clip. of. Yeah, How many yeah. times did you film your arrest, and why was it staged that way? Greta, considering you've not spent much time in school, how do you know so much about climate change? <laughs> Greta, maybe you want to talk to real journalists. Uh, what did you talk to here in uh, Davos? Were they successful? <laughs> Greta, as a real journalist, is climate change as real as your arrest? Greta, how far are you willing to go? You're willing to break the law. Will you renounce violence? Will you renounce violence, Greta? Or do you support Antifa? You've worn an Antifa shirt before. Are you in favor of Antifa? Greta, how did you get here today? What was your climate footprint in traveling here? She force projected. <laughs> What's your plan while you're here, Greta? Greta, man, she's just like a little sock puppet, you know? <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, I mean, that, that's entertaining. I mean, I don't really give a shit about that stuff, but it's just it's funny to see that. She just giggles at, at those guys, you know? Yeah. I'll go back. I'll get some comments up here that we missed. Uh, IB Denmark says, all politicians are crazy. Yeah, I would say most of them are kind of just there doing the bidding of their their uh, their masters. Yeah, you got to be a uh, proper, proper psychopath to get in there. Yeah, it's like a psychopath litmus test. Matt Hunter says, so when it comes to conservatives being gay or trans, it's okay to homo be homophobic and transphobic, but when conservatives mock those on the left for being trans or gay, it's wrong to be homophobic, transphobic. I don't uh, know. No, it's not okay to uh, to legitimately do that to anyone, but uh, comedy, comedy, you can make fun of everyone, actually. And, yeah. Uh, that's what the impression is. It's comedy. Yeah, so. that's... That's what we're doing here. As far as your charge about me being gay and me going around in Chicago with a man of the night in the backseat of my car and smoking crack, it's not true. It's not true. Don't worry, man. I know about that. I know about Barry taking late night tours in Chicago with the cowboy who went to the National Press Club and mysteriously died not long after that. I know about the $65,000 in hot dogs that he had flown in from Stratford. You don't think I don't know about that, man? I do know about that. We're equal opportunity with uh, satire and political commentary, um, it, you know, gay, straight, trans, it, it doesn't matter. If you are someone who holds a position of power and if you're someone who's voted against, um, you know, people who, who are trying to, you know, to have equality or, or have, you know, have decency in their lives and dignity and you're, you're out there, you know, voting a certain way, um, but you lead your you. You know, you live your life to be like, you know, Senator Craig there. Larry Craig is one example. Oh, yeah. From many, Idaho. many years voted against any initiatives that, you know, with, with AIDS and uh, anything like that for that community. And then he was, you know, he's in the bathroom at the airport tapping his foot, you know, no longer the sound of music. So I don't care what party they are, man. Any politician that shows hypocrisy should be mocked. And the worst part about Lindsey Graham is he's a friggin' warmonger. I could give two shits about his sexuality or who he's sleeping with. I don't really care about that. Right. But it's it's the fact that he's a warmonger and he's I think he's more attracted to bombs and uh, war than he is any human being, if that makes sense. Yeah, he like I like the shape of them before they explode. So I get what you're saying, Matt, but <clears throat> it's not about left or right. Yeah. So closing out, coming up on the hour again. This is the best way to support us. 
patreon.com slash Jackman radio. So just consider becoming a monthly patron of, you know, five bucks or 10 bucks, 15, 20, whatever you can give folks, send some chili, send some uh, brain boost, send some red pill, uh, anti new world order, dick pills. If you got those. And uh, yeah, we want to keep doing the show and traveling to places to interview cool people. Um, you know, last year I went down to DC. I got to meet Roger Waters. I went to that event. I got to ask him a couple questions on camera for the podcast, which was cool. And uh, we want to do a lot more of that. And of course, with the New Hampshire primary uh, right around the corner, pretty much a year from now, Mike, right? Would you say? Yeah, Iowa and New Hampshire is about a year out, which is insane. We are going to see the clown car consist of figures like Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, probably Chris Christie, Mike Pompeo. John Bolton, maybe. John Bolton, of course, Trump. Um, and then the Democratic side, if Brandon doesn't run, that could fill up quickly. You could see uh, Judge. You know, maybe Grandma Oatmeal gets back in there. Mike Liz Warren. Gavin Newsom. Yeah, Gavin Troublesome. So... We uh, and then and we want to do you know more cool interviews and stuff. So definitely consider becoming a patron. And then if you like our impressions and you want to request a uh, a little video or an impression that Mike and I do that you like, uh, we can do a custom made video for you. Um, my Venmo is Senator Jackman eighty six, and I'll put yours up, Mike. What is yours, Mike Jackman? Nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Okay. And those are the best ways to support us. Um, you know, monetarily. So that's mine. And then this is Mike's. And, um, you know, we would just appreciate you watching and, you know, share the videos. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, like, and subscribe. Um, and we're on Podbean and Spotify and Apple and iTunes. And, uh, to my Twitter handle is down in the description here. So it's, uh, it's good to be back, man. Yeah, well, it was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. We covered a lot of ground, Mike. <laughs> Dude, I think we got through every topic I wanted to touch. I mean, yeah. Was, uh, <clears throat> and uh, we'll be doing another one soon. And actually, tomorrow night, right? Don't we have another show tomorrow night? Yes, we do have another show tomorrow night. We've got a really interesting guest. Um, I just found out about this guy from Sam Tripoli. Um, he had him on tinfoil hat, a guy named Chris Graves. And he was talking about um, Courtney Love's father and his CIA, possible CIA connections. And then uh, he had interviewed a, a Columbine high school uh, shooting victim, who, well, somewhat a survivor, a girl who survived, and she has an interesting story. So we're going to talk about some of that kind of stuff um, tomorrow with him. Um, so that will be tomorrow at 530 Eastern. But nice. yeah, every, everyone who uh, who tuned in tonight, it's, it's great to see you all again, and Happy New Year. And uh, everybody who's listening to this, we appreciate you guys listening and continuing this journey with us on Jackman Radio. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff lined up, Mike, for 2023. Absolutely. Always some uh, great stuff we're working on behind the scenes and looking forward to sharing it with you all. Yeah. Now that I figured out how to do this uh, video sharing thing, I, I seem to got that get that down pretty good, right? Yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's going to help us to riff on more news stuff and show clips. So I'm like, I'm giddy, I'm giddy like a little kid in a candy store right now. I'm like Santos at a Victoria's Secret right now with a $10,000 gift card. That was given to him by Lindsey Graham and Elton John. Okay. And Richard Gere. And Richard <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Pretty woman. Cool. Ivy to Mark says thanks. Thank you for Thank tuning you, in. Ivy. Yeah. All right. Well, good to see everybody. Love you guys. So we'll be back again tomorrow. And um, thanks for tuning in. I wish you all a great evening.